If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of Scripture First, please send our co-director, Sarah Stenson, an email or visit us at lutherhouseofstudy.org. You can find Sarah's email in the show notes. Also, we would like to say a special thank you to John and Jamie Adi for sponsoring this week's episode. And whoever is going to eat of this bread, that is to say, take the word inside of them, will live forever. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. This week, Kiri and I are joined by both of Luther House of Studies co-directors, Dr. Chris Krogan and Sarah Stenson, to discuss Jesus as the living bread for the third straight lectionary text in John chapter 6. The Jews who heard Jesus say that he is the living bread who came down from heaven seem to ask a logical question. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? But Jesus doesn't engage with their argument in the law. Instead, Jesus says, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Get ready for this week's conversation as we discuss what it means to eat the Word of God. If the listeners of Jesus' speaking thought he was referring to cannibalism, and what it means to abide in Christ. Let's get to this week's text. Here's John chapter 6, verses 51 through 58. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. This week, we have Kiri and I welcoming both our co-hosts, Dr. Chris Krogan and Sarah Stinson. Thanks for being here, both of you. It's good to be here. And this is the third week on Jesus as the bread from heaven. So <laughs> A lot of gluten. There's, there's it's a lot, a lot of, of gluten, gluten. a lot of carbs. Uh, so people are feeling like, I thought we heard this one It's my kind week. of week. Bloated we'll, we'll and We'll probably beautiful. get a Facebook comment. <laughs> <laughs> We'll probably get a Facebook comment of didn't I think they posted the wrong one. We're doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, it really is like deja vu between 
two weeks ago when you led Krogan yep. and then last week with you. Um, so I guess let's start at verse 51 again. And you can say as much or as little. Yeah, because it's <laughs> overlap too. To about it. Yes. Yeah, because last yes. week there was overlap from the last verse and it became the first verse. And then this week it's overlap from yeah. last week's last verse. Because it's all just week. continuation. It isn't change yep. of story. It's no. continuation of feeding the 5,000 and Jesus going more in depth on that. Exactly. And the important piece then that is really helpful here, even in verse 51, is actually, you know, Jesus is constantly using metaphors to talk about himself throughout the Gospel of John. And the first thing that we hear in the Gospel of John is that Jesus is the Word, and the Word became flesh. So this is the opening chapter of the Gospel of John. And now Jesus is kind of going off of that by saying, I am the living bread. So now he's bread. He was a vine before. He's a shepherd. And so he's, you drink from his... Uh, well, you'll never get thirsty. So there's all these images of Jesus as eternal. But then now the living bread that came down from heaven. And it's important to understand Jesus using this metaphor, especially in this text, because the other thing that he's going to talk about is that you must eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. So when you understand that Jesus is talking in metaphor here as a living bread, that he is the word and the word is the living bread. And so when you, I spoke of this a couple of weeks ago, when you um, take in the word into your life and into your soul and into your heart, it is what feeds you. This is why Jesus is using this image. And so it was the word became flesh that is it came down from heaven. So this is the living bread. Jesus is the living bread that comes down from heaven. And whoever is going to eat of this bread, that is to say, take the word inside of them, will live forever. Okay, so in verse 52, I just want to start this off by asking, so it says that the Jews then disputed among themselves. Um, are these the same people that last week also disputed among themselves and that had heard Jesus preach in week one? Is Presumably, is this, the this is, there's no... There's no change in location or change in the people to whom he's speaking because we're literally getting repetition from, you know, from week to week now. Mm -hmm. So this is a continuation. So there's nothing in the text to indicate he's talking to a different group of, of Jewish people. So verse 52 here, the Jews then disputed among themselves, and it's makamai in the Greek, which is a heated argument. So it's not like they were just kind of, huh, I wonder... It's a heated argument they're having, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Now, last week it was a similar kind of a, asking a seemingly logical or rational question, but it's also fairly pointed. It's an indication that they are not understanding what Jesus is actually saying. And they're, so now, this week, they're picking up on that, wait, how can a man, this man, give us his flesh to eat. Doesn't make sense. Jesus hears that. 53, he says, Amen, Amen, which if you heard last week's podcast, um, you know that this is Amen, Amen is very truly. And you hear it only in the Gospel of John. And only when Jesus is dealing with people like he is now, who are recalcitrant, they're arguing with him, they're you know having heated arguments about what he's saying. So he, he does it like this double um, amen. Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, 
you have no life in you. So he doesn't, in any of these texts, including this one now, he doesn't answer the question directly. He doesn't engage their... Um, Speculation or exactly, questioning. Exactly, pointed or whatever it is they're getting like at. Nope, he's not going down to the wonderment level here. He's kind of doubling down on this is what I'm saying. And then we'll hear elsewhere, my sheep hear my voice and all these things. These are election moments. They are not elected to faith. Which is important because even the word amen very truly yeah. when, in, in the Old Testament, amen means it is so. And so when... And when faith, emunah. It, yeah, and it, it just basically is, um, Jesus is saying, okay, this is going to happen. Amen means, when you say amen, you mean so be it. Yep. Make it happen. It is. Those are translations for amen. So this is why Sarah's saying, he's not coming back around and ask, answering their speculative question or their dispute. Uh-uh. He's actually now bringing a new word into this when he says very truly. And this is why he says, I am the way, the truth. It's that same thing. It is. I am it. No no questions to be asked here. But what's interesting is he's not just giving an election text to us. Right. But in that moment when they're saying, how can you, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Well, he comes back and says, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He's actively not giving them faith. Right in that moment, he's not doing it. Exactly. He's driving the evil forward is a way of thinking. He's not saying, he's not like lowering himself to their level and engaging that actual question. And if he were to do that, he'd say, well, what I mean when I say flesh is blah, blah, blah. No. I'm not saying to be a cannibal. Like, of course, exactly. This isn't cannibalism. No. Unless you eat the flesh of the son and drink his blood, he adds, so this is what I mean by doubling down. He's continuing their hardened hearts here. And that's important too, to not fall into the trap thinking that this is the, the Lord's Supper. Right. right. Luther's very clear on this. Yes. And this is not something that a lot of other <clears throat> Bible commentators you might read. They're going to talk about this as part of the Eucharist. That is, when they say Eucharist, they mean the Thanksgiving meal, which means the Lord's Supper. And so Luther was very clear on this because he said it can't actually be the Lord's Supper because Jesus is talking about spiritual and faith making, and it's not a spiritualized um, sacrament. And so the reason Luther goes pretty hard on this is because that is a dispute that happened with Zwingli on these texts in the Gospel of John. And Luther didn't ever concede to Zwingli that you can find the Lord's Supper throughout the Gospel of John. And so that's part of what's going on here. So we as Lutherans recognize this is not at all about the Lord's Supper. Okay, I just, I want to back up here um, because I'm kind of, my mindset is still falling into this a little bit, and I feel like others who are reading this text and then also listening to our podcasts might also be struggling with um, the argument that the Jews here could be trying to, could be asking questions in order to find faith, and Jesus is shutting, like, shutting them down and not allowing them, like, he's not answering them their questions in order to help them find that faith. Um, and I, I know you guys obviously have reasoning for this, um, yeah. but why is this not, why is this not the case here? Why is Jesus not answering their question, basically? And if why is really... this not the Jews just trying to mm-hmm. 
game. Like, Why isn't there virtue in their questions? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you asking know, like, a cognitive understanding. Because yeah. I get where you have to hear the word mm-hmm. into your ear. Um, but just because we have doubt and ask questions as us as believers that d- Jesus doesn't harden our hearts, like you guys are saying, that he's continuing to not let the gospel into their ears. So you can't make faith in an argument. So when one, someone okay. wants to come and argue you something, it's going to be coming through a logical sequence that's going to somehow make sense cognitively, where Jesus isn't about making sense cognitively to convince you. He's actually about making new. Because an argument would assume that you, you all arguments remain in the law. That is to say, to be convinced of something as an argument, it's going to be a law-based situation. And Jesus isn't about leaving you in the law. He's about actually ending you with the law. In other words, ending your speculation, ending your argument, ending your chase after making it make sense to you, and then making new. And so this is part of what he's doing here. And it actually has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about in verse 54, about when you eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, which again, that flesh and blood that you're eating and drinking is actually when you are have his word in your system. When you have faith. When you have faith, you have eternal life. Now, this is a very important piece. Eternal life means there is no time. And when there's no time, there's no more law. And so this is why I'm connecting this. You can't make an argument because it keeps somebody in the law. You actually, when Jesus comes into your life and ends the law in your, it also gives you eternal life right here and now insofar as no longer are you caught in worrying about how much time do I have left? How will I do this? What's going to happen next? And then I will raise you up on the last day. And I know last week you talked a little bit about the last day as well. The last day is when time ends. That's literally the last time you have any sense that there is time. And because time is always caught in the law. Time and, is the law. Yep. And so whenever you're thinking about it, it's an assessment and a measurement. I, do, I think the other thing that helps with this, Curie, is there's a difference between teaching and preaching. And when people are asking questions, like legitimate questions, there certainly are moments where you can teach, you do Bible studies, you study the Bible, you study the Greek language and the Hebrew language, or you go to people who know those languages, whatever that looks like. But that's a teaching moment. That's in the law. Aristotle is alive and well, you know, logic, reason, teaching. That's the law. So that's not, as Chris was just saying, that's not what Jesus came to do. He's not a great, the great teacher. He is the son of God who literally will take at this point, he had not yet, but take our sin in his flesh and defeat it so we can have eternal life and salvation. But I think part of the answer to your question is the distinction between teaching, which is in the law, and preaching. So if you have someone, you're doing a Bible study on this text and you have someone Ask the question either sarcastically or like an actual question like, wait, what does that mean, Um, eat his flesh? That sounds horrible. Well, you can have the conversation, the teaching moment, but that will not bring faith. The only thing that brings faith is hearing Christ's gospel word, forgiveness delivered to you, the sinner. 
which is what we call the distinction between having a law and having a promise. Yep. Because a promise is not an argument. And that's really, really helpful because there's been times when I've heard Mm -hmm. that you have faith in the questions or questions are the things that you should be pursuing in order to get to faith. Faith seeks understanding. Well, and that's what differentiates the church from the classroom even because I know in not just religion classes, but in religion classes as well, but classes of all kind, a lot of times in order to teach, they use debates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that does teach you, but that's a really good point that that doesn't, that isn't what creates faith. It's going and actually hearing a preacher. Yep. Exactly. Which is hearing a or promise. Or hearing a preacher in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Even that can happen. Hearing a too. promise yeah. for you is the only thing that makes it faith. Yeah. And, and the, improper response to hearing the promise is asking a question. Yeah. Well, this is exactly, it's a confession of no faith. Yeah, exactly. If you say Jesus Christ forgives you your sins. And you say how? Exactly. Or, well, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. How then shall I live? Well, this is not faith. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, but it's an, it's our natural inclination because yeah. we love to turn a promise back into our work and our doing and our making it happen. Um, which is why Jesus goes on to say that you know you'll get the true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat of my flesh and drink of my blood abide in me. And so he he's basically saying when you have this word in you. You don't have anything else you have to worry about, and you will be literally dealing with Jesus alone, which is a huge promise. Yeah, and that abide there in verse 56 is menos in the Greek, which for some reason is one of my, it's always one of my favorite Greek words. I love the Greek word menos. I love that we have a lawyer part of Luke. <laughs> Not all lawyers know Greek, just so you know. <laughs> Most of them don't. But... Um, that abide, the menos in the Greek means remain, stay with, abide. So when Jesus says here that those who eat my flesh and drink my blood, menos, abide in me and I in them, what he's saying is that when we have been given faith in Christ, then we are, present tense, abiding with him. We are resting in him and he in us. We are staying with, abiding. There's a sense of peace then in that menos, the abiding. Then finally you are at peace. You're not chasing after, what do you mean? Eat his flesh, blah, blah, blah. You actually have peace and faith that God is fully, finally for you here and now. And this abide is throughout the Gospel of John. You know, my sheep hear my voice. That's part of the abiding thing. It's also the vine. You the abide vine, in the vine. Yep. And Jesus will say later on in chapter 8, abide in my word, those who keep my commandments, those who preserve them. Yep. Keep my words. They abide in me. And so this is a constant theme for John. And I think it's also important to point out just how how nicely this is laid out. Well, of course it is because it's Jesus talking. Yeah. <laughs> but when you first read through this, it can feel like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of eating of the flesh. And there's, a, I'm yeah, not exactly. Yeah, it sounds grotesque. Well, and it just sounds really repetitive. But when you break it down this way, let me let me try to say it this way. So verse 53, Jesus says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
So first he declares, if you don't do this, you don't have life. Yep. And the next thing he says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life. Mm-hmm. So that's different than the first one. Right. He, he declares, if you don't do this, you don't have life. But those who do do this do have eternal life. Those mm-hmm. are two separate things. Mm-hmm. But now you get to verse 56. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. That is a totally separate thing from those first two things. Abiding in Jesus is the faith. And it's the life. Absolutely. Yep. Eternal life here and now, because you note the present tense, have eternal life. Mm-hmm. When you have faith, you are abiding present tense. Exactly. Also, great sermon, Mason. <laughs> that was good. Yep. Are you going to go to seminary? No, I think it's when are you going to go to seminary? <laughs> Not are you going to go? Um So there's a little echo here, not an echo, actually repetition at the end of this text um, from last week's lectionary text. In verse 58, Jesus says, this is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one (laughs) who eats this bread will live forever. So there was a very similar, about 10 verses earlier um, from last week, very similar thing where he does that same which your ancestors ate. This was the manna from heaven in Exodus chapter 16, and they died. Um, But he says, the one who eats this bread, which is Jesus again, the faith in Christ, will live forever. So back to your point, Mason, on have eternal life. Um, So he's, again, he's speaking to the Jews who know their scriptures, which we now call the Old Testament, they know what happened as the Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and God gave them manna every day, that daily bread, the manna. Which they had to collect and do work for, by the way. I mean, exactly. yes, it was a gift, but they had to, they had to actually collect this. It was something that and they not, were And not hoard active, it. I mean, there right? were certain rules that came around mm-hmm. the manna. Nope. It wasn't just unconditional. Right? Nope. And they died. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying. So he's, again, making this distinction between um, what people think they want or need, which is, I want my needs met right here, right now. This is what the Israelites were complaining about in the wilderness. And now he's saying, yeah, they're dead. God isn't about, and Jesus isn't about making your life better or more comfortable necessarily in this life. Jesus is saying over and over and over now, literally three weeks in a row in the lectionary, it's about having faith in Christ that gives you peace and that allows you to have, actually gives you eternal life in this moment, but allows you to actually abide with Jesus and Jesus abides in you. It's a promise after a promise after a promise. Absolutely, which is the thing we cling to every day. And interestingly enough, something that has to happen to us as we've seen throughout this series on the bread of life is everybody forgets the promise about as quickly as it came out of his mouth. And so we have to hear it again. Amen. 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 And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. 
Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan and Sarah Stenson for teaching us that unless you eat the flesh and drink the blood, you don't have life. Those who do eat the flesh and drink the blood have eternal life. Those who eat the flesh and drink the blood abide in Christ. When you eat the flesh, you're eating the Word of God. That Word of God gives you faith. And when you have faith, you finally have peace. We want to thank the sponsors who make this podcast and all the ministries at Luther House of Study possible. If you or your congregation is interested in sponsoring an episode of Scripture First, please send our co-director, Sarah Stenson, an email at sstenson at augie.edu. That's sstenson at augie.edu. You can find her email in the show notes or find more information about supporting Luther House of Study at lutherhouseofstudy.org. If you have a question about something you heard in this episode, we'd love it if you'd send us a message or comment on one of our posts on Facebook. You can find our page at Luther House of Study, and we respond to every comment and message as quickly as we can. It'd also be helpful if you leave a rating and comment of Scripture First on Apple Podcasts. Doing so helps others find this podcast when they're searching for shows just like it. Thanks again for joining us this week. Abide in God's promise to you. We'll see you next time on Scripture First. Scripture First.